Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy today's episode, would you share it with a friend? You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram where I share short devotionals as well as videos to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you are looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com where you will find blog posts, free Bible reading plans you can download, and other helpful information. Be sure to sign up to receive the monthly newsletter so you will be the first to know what special events or updates will be taking place in the future. There is also a contact page on my website where you can submit questions or prayer requests. I would love to pray for you and help in any way I can. All of these links can be found in the show notes, so be sure to take a peek after the episode. Are you ready for the answer to the Bible trivia question I asked you last week? Where was Jesus when he stilled a storm? The answer is the Sea of Galilee and found in Luke 8 verses 23 through 25. Our question for next week is, which grandmother killed her grandsons? Which grandmother killed her grandsons? And remember, I will have the answer for you on the next episode. Our focus today is on the fruit, faith. It is important to realize that this is not the same as saving faith or faith in God. Instead, the word means moral conviction of a religious truth or the truthfulness of God. It is the characteristic of one who is reliable. I want to remind us of something. These nine fruits ought to be present in our life. They are a sign of a mature believer, one who is actively cultivating these things in their life and a desire to see them grow. Remember that love, joy, and peace are found and are fueled by our relationship with God. And long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness help us in our relationship with others. But these next three, faith, meekness, and temperance, are all internal. So what is a faithful person? How would we define them? And what does that look like in action? A faithful person is one who is devoted to a cause. They remain even when all else desire to quit and go home. They are the ones who show up when everyone else is leaving. The Bible is full of examples. Joseph was faithful even when he was sold into slavery and when a lie sent him to prison. Nothing swayed him from remaining true to God. Wherever he was, he served and spoke of his God with boldness. Noah is another example. When God told him to build an ark, something that no one had ever even heard of, he was faithful to build it exactly as God had instructed, as well as preach to those who gathered to watch him work. Daniel remained faithful to God even when it was forbidden to pray. When the law was declared, he never altered his pattern, but prayed as he had before and as often. He never once wavered in his devotion and faithfulness to God, even when he stood on the precipice of the lion's den with men prepared to throw him in. These men show us what a faithful person looks like. So how would we define a person who is faithful, someone who has cultivated this fruit in their life? Let's go back to our definition. It is the characteristic of someone who is reliable. 
To be reliable is to be dependable, someone who can be counted on no matter what. In some ways, this used to define the post office. Perhaps not so much so today, but their motto is neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. You know, that makes a pretty good motto for the believer. Nothing should ever stay us from completing the mission God has given to us. Notice what else is in that motto, the words swift completion. This should be reflected in us too, that we don't hesitate or procrastinate to do what God has called us to. Jonah certainly did not display faithfulness when God told him to go to Nineveh. He was not swift except to run in the opposite direction. I want to be a faithful person, one who God can rely on to complete his commands to the fullest measure. In her book, God's Garden of Grace, Elizabeth George adds that a faithful person is one who is trustworthy and loyal. Plus, she says that we are to be faithful in not just deeds, but words. That is another layer of faithfulness. Would people describe us as faithful in word that we do what we say? Our word should be reliable, something that can be counted on. Sometimes in order to do this, we may need to limit what we promise to others, careful to not overcommit ourselves. Sometimes this means that we don't have as much downtime for ourselves or that we resist the urge to procrastinate. Procrastination is one enemy of faithfulness. I know that it is easy to say that we will do something tomorrow. Trust me, my hand is up. But the problem is that there seems to be an ample supply of tomorrows making it hard to do something today. God is looking for mature believers who will do what he asks today, not tomorrow. Elizabeth George lists another enemy of faithfulness, hopelessness. This comes out in the form of, it doesn't matter if I do it. As we grow weary when so little progress is made in a task, perhaps in disciplining our children, especially the stubborn ones, or maybe it is trying to keep the house clean, which is a permanent effort. But my friends, it does matter. I think it is important to remember that God does not require us to meet a certain quota. He only wants us to be faithful in what he has given to us. My mind goes to the parable of the talents. Though often used in terms of money, it is not limited to that. It is in some ways a reminder of faithfulness and simply doing your best with what God has given to you. Notice that two of the men doubled what they had. The one with two talents didn't make 10 and the one with five didn't come back with 50. They each were faithful with what they had and increased what their master had given them. They didn't worry if it was enough, but just focused on doing their best to make a little more to be faithful in what they had been given. When they showed what they had done, their master announced his pleasure with them. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Matthew 25 verse 21. Our God is not going to take a tally at the end of our lives and demand why we didn't reach a certain level. He only wants to know that we were faithful in what he has called us to do and what he gave to us. His rewards are for the faithful. To those who refuse to quit no matter what, I want to be that person who receives that well-done commendation. I want to be faithful in the things God has called me to do, no matter how small or mundane they may be. Don't forget that the one who has called us 
is also faithful himself. I love the words in this verse found in Deuteronomy 7 verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He is the faithful God and will keep his commandments to a thousand generations and beyond. No word that he has ever spoken was ever void or broken. His faithfulness also ensures that when we ask for forgiveness, it will be granted. Like it says in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful. In fact, he is every fruit of the spirit. My God is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, and temperance. He is our example in every area, and the Holy Spirit is there to help us develop these traits in our life. I read in a commentary that the ability to serve God faithfully through the years and through the temptations of life is not something we achieve by heroic virtue. It comes from the Spirit. God does not ask us to do something that he has not equipped us to do. He wants us, my friends, to be faithful and has provided all that we need to do so. May we be women who commit to faithfully serving our faithful God until the day he calls us home. And with that, we will end our episode for today. Have a wonderful day, my friends, and don't forget to take time to be in the quiet place. Thank you.